You are listening to Passion Pod 45 with Will from the News Hub. Will, in a nutshell, tell me what is News Hub. If you had to do like a tweet, or maybe I'll allow you a couple of sentences, uh, what is it? So the News Hub uh, is an open journalism platform. Our users post content ranging from professional journalists to bloggers to... You might be in the wrong place at the right time or the right place at the wrong time. Take a photo of a news incident and put it on the News Hub. And if your content does well, we'll pay you for it. So it's a free market for news that rewards good content no matter the source. That's what it's like for publishers. But for somebody, if you're just interested in news content, you can access it for free. You can follow your favourite journalists, select the type of news you want to see. Because if you're not into sport, you shouldn't have to see any sport. So in simple terms, you get the news you want for free, while content creators get paid for good work. Amazing. So it's sort of bespoke news. You're basically creating, as a user, a bespoke sort of load of stories. Yeah, it's personalised news, because when when news started to go online, there was just like this proliferation of content. Um, and a lot of it, you know, is just, you're just not interested in it. And what we're trying to do is tailor a news experience to your particular interests. What, how on earth do you come up with that? Was it something that you found there was a need for? Or like on a personal level, were you getting frustrated with it? How did you come up with the idea of it? This is what I've always wanted to do from the age of 14. I knew I wanted to uh, become a journalist uh, and then hopefully become a media owner. But it was also the time really when the internet was was becoming mainstream um, and you could already see that it was going to change everything. And yet the news, the major news players were struggling to adapt. So it, was pre- it presents an amazing market opportunity because the people who are at the top of these news organisations, they're not, I hate this term, but, you know, like digital internet natives. And that's an amazing... <laughs> and ex- <laughs> exactly. So, excuse it's me while I wrong. such an exciting opportunity for the rest of us. I mean, if, the, if this works, and oh, you can ask me this in sort of five years, I genuinely think I'll, I'll be con- content for life because this is what I've always wanted to do. So was it that you wanted to start a business or is it that this specific idea was the thing that got you? I'd always wanted to start a business, but I didn't think it was possible actually to solve the problems within the news industry because there are so many of them. Um, And actually, that's why I think you haven't actually seen a solution to it. It's because startups, they're typically told to fix one small problem rather than going after the big one or the multitude of the big ones. And that's why the news industry has continued to descend into chaos really because you've got... Take, you know, aggregators. They filter content for us because there was this proliferation of content. They then filter in all this content from elsewhere. This is um, platforms like News Now and then deliver content that's tailored to you. They still haven't worked out how you pay for the original content in the first place. So they solve one problem at the expense of the bigger picture. Um, and so with the News Hub, we're, we're really taking a lot of the major issues and then trying to fix them head on. So how, do, how, does, how does it work that you're paying people for that content? The simple idea is that our users, our contributors, the people who post content, they'll be paid out of the revenues that we make. So a certain percentage of the revenue we make each month will go towards the best content producers for the month, like the people who are you know, providing value. We pay for the top 10% of content at the moment. We will increase that percentage over time. Um, but the fact is we don't want to incentivise people just to put up any old rubbish either, which is one of the problems. I bet, yeah. You, and how, are you, how do you curb that? How do you curb it? Are you monitoring what's going on there? Yeah, so we've got a team who monitor it. And one of the key things that we do is you have to have a code to be able to post in the first place. So you'll apply to us and say, hey, look, here's some of my work. Right. If we think you can offer value, then we'll provide you with a code. Yeah, because otherwise you could get any old guff yeah. on there. 
Exactly, and we will ultimately open it up, um, but for the time being, you know, we're about five months old now, and it's important that we set some norms for the kind of quality that we're looking for. So you say, let's go back to you. You said you got a background in journalism. I interrupted you, and you were developing a few different ideas. Yeah, well, there was it was just one in particular which sort of sat in my head. Well, I, I thought at the time there was um, a market opportunity for a food magazine, sort of somewhere between the quite sort of like personal colourful food blogs you get and these sort of mass recipe websites. Okay. Um, and so I came up with this concept, spent quite a lot of time mapping it out. Um, I was speaking with my father about it, um, who's been involved in a couple of uh, financial services startups, and he said, well, show me the numbers. Um, obviously I hadn't done any numbers at that point. <laughs> it looks really pretty. And then I, I ran some numbers and I lost money every single month, even in this fictitious world. So from the food magazine, you had all of that sort of stuff. Off the back of that, was that then the start of the development of the news hub? Yeah, I spent a long, long time speaking to people about these ideas. Okay, so Putting co- some to bed. There was actually an original version of the news hub, which uh, I worked on for about nine months, which was a more traditional model with freelancers who were actually contracted around the world. Because we're now living in a digital age and there should be a truly global news platform. That was one of that was one of the sort of the founding sparks. Like why are we still living in this world where you have like The Guardian, which is UK centric, the New York Times, which is American centric. We should have the equivalent of a Wikipedia for news. Um and that's that was one of the key triggers for the news hub. But the original version of it I I tinkered with for about nine months and then spoke to a few people who pointed out some flaws with it. And that ultimately, those discussions led to, to the news hub, but it's very much, it was a work in progress for about two years. Yeah, it sounds like your journey of all those various projects and even the start of the news hub, it was very based on trying stuff out. But Absolutely. I mean, th- there's a number of different ways that you can go about it, but... It's very popular within startup thinking, this thing called the lean startup, um, which basically, you know, have just have a stripped back version of whatever your product is and test whether the market wants it and iterate based on the data you get. Right, okay, so to build um, as you go. Build as you go. Now, something like that isn't really possible with something like the mm. News Hub, which is a platform. Um, and big, you know, it's big scale. It's big scale. You've, people aren't going to write for a platform if they if they don't think it's credible, if they don't think it looks credible, if it works credibly. Um, but to me, that whole process beforehand, but those conversations is basically like the learning curve that you would be hoping to to get really out of releasing an early product and then seeing what people make of it. I couldn't really do that. Um, but what I could do is speak with a lot of people and try to really listen to them. Um, but it's one of the most frustrating things, actually, is when you're in a meeting, so you've got your idea, and somebody comes up with an incredibly compelling argument for why whatever you think or propose is the wrong way around, and you'll argue against it because, you know... But you're, like you're sitting in the, there inside, the inside and crumbling. You're actually, you actually know <laughs> that they're right. And so that was a, that, there was a long process of that. But do you think and by so having those has shaped it to be... 100%. You know, if I'd just dived in, I, it would have falling flat I feel like we had an immense learning curve just through those conversations um and trying to listen to people as much as possible even if in you know that <laughs> at that point in the meeting I for, for god's sake shut up <laughs> so tell me how are you supporting yourself financially because it's gone on for a long time before it kicked off and stuff how were you managing to make it sort of so I was a freelance journalist, which right. unfortunately, you know, is one of the few fields where you can genuinely be a freelancer. And that's one of the tough things about, you know, 
trying to get a startup going is how do you support yourself because you want to throw yourself into it as much as possible and that provides you the flexibility but we've we raised seed capital um we raised uh three hundred pounds as of uh, april 2014 wow great group of angel investors with lots of experience um some of the people who made initial pledges as well were very helpful um this was obviously well this was before signing anything but you know helped put me in touch with the right people um so i always felt like i wasn't on my own because such a big difference that though because I think for a lot of startups that's very unusual isn't it I guess you've met some very key mentory type yeah and one of the one of the things in my previous company before the news hub I was at a Hong Kong startup which was uh it was a men's magazine out there which was amazing amount of fun I ran the little small office so that was that taught you probably quite a lot as well one of the things it taught me is you need a pot of cash uh I mean I think there's this myth uh with the internet that you know you can just sort of like build it on the cheap and then push it out there um, I think you know that can, that can work for um, some businesses. Obviously, it has worked for some businesses, but for the vast majority of them, you know, you've got a much better shot if you if you can buy yourself, you know, like some time and some resources. You just need the people to be able to make things happen. And the fact is, you know, people can't support themselves off equity right at the beginning. They need some kind of cash. Um, so that was the big takeaway from that. So tell me now, is not just you then working for the News Hub? Have you got you've got a team of you? Yeah, we've got a great little team. Amazing, um, a fantastic team. That's been the best thing about um, coming out of the pre-launch stage, where you are you're very much on your own. If you're you know like a singular founder uh, like I am in the day to day work. Obviously, I had that amazing support network, but you know day to day you're a grind. Home. Yeah, yeah. You're at home yeah, trying to get it going without a tangible product as well, which which can be demoralising. Um, and now I have this team of... And they're helping you in what sort of ways? So it's technology and content, really, are the key things. So we've got um, uh, we've got a great developer. He's just become a father up in Cambridge. Amazing. And then we have um, editors, if you will. They're sort of community managers. It's a new kind of role because it's a new kind of business because we don't post the content ourselves. Mm. Our users post the content. We moderate it, but only after publishing. So let's say somebody puts up something... Uh, you know, potentially libelous or factually incorrect or just written poorly, uh, then one of the things that we do is A, try to protect our contributors, but B, try to improve their work. So the community managers, they'll be out there, you know, and they'll say, hey, think about changing your headline like this for this reason. And then the other main thing that we do is A, recruit the contributors. Uh, We now have contributors in nearly a quarter of the countries in the world. Um, but we also need to share their content. So that's one of the value added we provide for content creators is we help to get you noticed. And another thing we offer is that content creators, they, they retain ownership of all their content on the News Hub, uh, which is different from a variety of open platforms. You know, Facebook and Twitter, they own you. That's not the case with the News Hub. You own all your content. You can do what you want with it. You can repost it wherever you want. Our whole aim is to put power really back in the hands of content creators. Yeah, you're like the host almost. It's like the host of, of the whole thing rather than the owners of it. Yeah, we're, we're a destination news platform, but from the content creation point of view, we're a partner for them. We're here to support them, help get them recognised and to help sort of hopefully support um, income and generally provide a living. So it's, yeah, it's much more because it's you're sort of training people or coaching people as well. Yeah, it was one of the main things. So... I'd always wanted to become a journalist, but then you have this quite depressing period after university where I was based in London and uh, I, I don't know how many realisations have happened on, on the tube in the morning, but I certainly had my realisation when I was going off to 
um, do another internship at the Hampstead and Highgate Express. No disrespect to the Ham and High. And I, I just thought, you know, there's got to be, I've, I've got to be able to do better and more than this with my life. I moved to Hong Kong because it was easier to get a job, an English language title in Asia than it was in the UK. And that's one of our main aims with the News Hub is to allow aspiring journalists, uh, don't need to be journalists as well, you know, you can just be sort of, I don't know, a cartoonist. Um, we're also thinking of, you know, integrating the SoundCloud, like podcasts and so on and so forth. Um, to allow those aspiring journalists and general content creators to have a place where they can get published and they're not on their own. We help support them with feedback, marketing their work and payment. I love that because I think so much for creatives, it's that's the bit that's missing is you don't have the community or the coaching and you're churning out articles or you're writing or recording podcasts or whatever. And actually it's great to have, I don't know, a bit of investment in you in terms of skill as well as obviously financially. It's an interesting new schism though of journalism I think it will become you know increasingly popular we're going to move I believe anyway from this position where you have lots of different publishers who are competing with each other to a point where you have platforms which host the publishers so imagine a platform it could be the news hub obviously we hope it's the news hub but a platform where those publishers they're posting their work um, a bit like how on Amazon, you know, like if you're going to sell a particular good, you make the good, but you need that marketplace for people to be able to read it, to be able to get paid for it, and so on and so forth. The whole aim of it is that the News Hub is designed to be an impartial framework that can be expanded to most countries in the world. So a user in Venezuela would see a very different feed to someone in, in Canada, not least because it would be in Spanish. But imagine, you know, it's, it's an impartial framework like Facebook. But the News Hub itself remains impartial. That's, I think, also one of the appeals, is that traditional publishers, they all have an editorial bias because they have a particular demographic they're targeting. Whereas on the News Hub, you can read both sides of an argument and then make up your own mind. So tell me, Will, what has been the hardest bit? What's been the biggest challenge, do you think, of setting up? I'm interested especially in something setting up something that doesn't have a tangible product. I'm really interested in that. I found it very tough, um, personally. When you're a single founder, your emotional state is completely and utterly tied to the state of the business. And I didn't actually realise this until about six months ago, but I'd been in a bit of a funk when, you know, we were really hustling to get it out, but we had some, we had some delays. As you know, there are natural ups and downs. And it was only really once we came out and we got it out there that I realised, you know, quite... Um, yeah, quite how tethered my personal feelings were with just how the business was performing. And I think that is something that probably every entrepreneur goes through when they're, when they're starting out. And I think now I've got a bit more of a, I think I've got a tougher skin, uh, but I suppose we'll have to wait until something bad happens to <laughs> yeah, really... Yeah, come back to you in six to months. Really, to really test. But I think as well, it's, you know, hindsight, it's a lot easier, isn't it, to look back into things and think, oh my God, well, that was that. But it's sort of almost like, you know, with the startup failing those times before, all of this stuff, surely it shapes you into you know your attitude and how you're running it and the, and the business itself you know it's part of the process no absolutely I mean it's, a, it's just a it's a massive learning curve not necessarily with things like oh I know specifically how to increase our search engine optimization we do this it's not I think that so much of of what you learn um, and I don't think you'll ever stop learning this is really being able to stay calm and insulate yourself from it I think that I was speaking with somebody close to me several months ago who was going through um, quite a traumatic time at work, but stayed calm throughout it and said to me, it was just like, I won. It just, it just Your internal. Yeah, it just, he was, he was insulated from it and he managed to stay calm, rationalise his way out of it. 
you just grow in capacity for like how much stress and how many problems you can take. If you face the same level of problem that you did three years ago, you're just, you're just not fussed by it. If you were to give someone a bit of advice who is starting out now, what, what advice would you give them? Hmm. I think in general, things take a lot longer than you expect them to do. Only chuck yourself into it as soon as you know like it's ready to launch. There's no added value. I mean, the risk is, is just so much greater than the added value. Even though you might say to yourself, that then I can give myself like a proper go at it. Whatever it is that you're building, or don't pull yourself out of your like day-to-day until you're 100% sure about it. As I said, I was lucky with the freelance job, but I remember thinking, God, this has taken way longer. Imagine if I had like a full-time job and I'd given it up right now, I'd be, yeah, I'd really be struggling. So just wait and bide your time until you're 100% sure that you have the financial capacity to be able to, you know, take a delay and still, you know, get on with it. Are there any other bits that you'd like to talk about? For me, I think I've covered, I've got enough in there. Um... I know. I just might give it like a plug at the end. It just might be just like if no, you're if you're a content if you're, no. if you're a content creator, sign up. You're a shameless plugger. Fair shout. You've been listening to Passion Pod Forty Five with Will from the News Hub.